Alan Gray helping you secure your future. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. We're now going to be talking about, uh, you know, 2020, reflecting on, uh, you know, what happened last year was really challenging for most South Africans. And we were reminded that life is unpredictable and that our financial circumstances can change at any time, which is why good financial planning is extremely important. The good news is that it's a new year and we have a new opportunity to take charge of our finances. Alan Gray's uh, Noluvuyo Pachela. Uh, joins us now to tell us how we can give our finances a fresh start by addressing our current money challenges and putting a plan in place to achieve our long-term financial goals. Um, we'll get to uh, Noluvuyo in just a bit. Just looking at um, what's happening uh, on my screen in terms of uh, news coming out of the U.S. Um, the House, uh, everybody I'm sure has been paying attention to what's going on in the U.S. side of things, especially since we had uh, those riots uh, at Capitol Hill, but um, the House is set to give uh, Mike Pence, uh, Vice President Mike Pence, an ultimatum before moving to impeach Trump. So I'm sure that is... um something you're going to be keeping an eye on if you are interested in um, what's happening on that front. Looking at my screen now just to see how stocks are doing. Um, U.S. stocks are pushing higher and the uh, benchmark 10-year, those yields rising to a 10-month high as investors uh, mulling the prospects of the economic uh, recovery and uh, the vaccine rollout. The S&P right now um, a little unchanged with the energy and consumer discretionary sectors gaining. Um, the healthcare and communication services, um, they were the biggest uh, decliners. Um, and looking at things on the other side in Europe, uh, the uh, stocks, uh, 600 index, a uh, little unchanged. Um, and also the dollar, uh, that's uh, weakened uh, following a three-day rally. It's also interesting to note that Bitcoin has suffered uh, steep declines and that happened on Monday. And uh, it did raise the question as to whether we're going to start seeing uh, the crypto bubble uh, about to burst. Will that happen in 2021? I don't know. But the the mood across markets uh, mildly positive as investors, of course, assess how uh, the rise in treasury yields changes the financial. Uh, landscape. Um, even though we are seeing progress on the vaccine front that's, uh, you know, allowing people to be a little bit hopeful, there are lingering concerns over the, um, you know, speculative access and all kinds of things on these stock markets. But uh, back to our conversation and how you can give your finances um, a fresh start. We're joined by Noluvuyo. Um, Pachella. Um, so uh, we're going to get to her shortly, but we're just trying to establish a steady line so we can get that conversation um, going. Um, so one of the other things that is very interesting to note as well, um, and this is on the uh, MoneyWeb site, and I'm sure you may have listened to um, Kaya Breakfast this morning. They were talking about um, you know the exodus of WhatsApp users and moving on uh, to dis- uh, telegram or signal or deciding which of the two is better. So um, it's very interesting to see some of the arguments uh, the tech analysts are bringing forward in terms of which one is better. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to stay put uh, just to see how things are going. I see my technical producer as well. He's nodding. Are you, are you staying put as well? 
<laughs> see, see, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's a thing called privacy anymore. I, I've accepted that, you know, the moment I talk about something, I'm going to get an ad that pops up on my phone because someone's listening. I don't know who's listening, but someone's uh, listening. And uh, we were just having a conversation a little earlier on with uh, Bright's Kamalo, who was reminding us that when he was young and everybody was having a pair of Doc Martens, he jokingly said he was not rich enough to own a pair and i'm just looking at um you know the doc martens and the kind of sales that they're generating um so they've generated about 672 million pounds which is just about 905 million dollars in the year to march um that was up 48 percent and Funny enough, they saw growth um, through the pandemic that was helped by the online sales. Um, so that's a very interesting company. He said he wouldn't own one because he thinks that uh, they're not diversified enough. But I don't know. Uh, that's one company I'll certainly be paying attention to. Uh, I do believe we have uh, Noluvuyo on the line. Uh, Noluvuyo, good afternoon. Rather, good evening. Good evening, Natasha. Thanks for having me. So, I mean, let's reflect 2020. I mean, there were some really big um, investment lessons, uh, finance lessons, whether you were learning those lessons as a corporate, as a business, or you were learning those lessons um, individually. Maybe, you know, you can walk us through your story. I mean, what was one of your biggest money lessons last year? Jish, you can say that again. 2020 was certainly the year of lessons. My biggest one, Natasha, has to be the importance of having an emergency fund in place and one in which you can easily access in the event of an emergency uh, because I've had to assist very close friends and family members of mine who were quite surprised at how long it took them to access funds which were saved for an emergency. Right. So, I mean, Noluolo, when it comes to, you know, um, New Year's and feeling energized about it, I mean, coming from 2020 into 2021, you may feel like 2020 feels like a very long extended year. And I think what's driving that sentiment is the fact that we're still um, in a pandemic. Uh, we're still dealing with vaccine rollouts and all kinds of issues that, um, you know, um, we are experiencing on, on a daily basis. But how do we feel energized especially when we feel like we were battered and bruised last year yeah absolutely the the key would be to to try and keep the momentum going because as you say the new year there's often that fresh start effect new year new me and just with the year that we've had in 2020 i think many of us are hoping that 2021 is more glorious than the 2020 that we faced now while for some goals such as weight loss we're often told to set goals that are smart so specific measurable achievable result focused and time bound but research found that smart goals don't often work when it comes to our finances and that's because natasha our finances are quite sensitive you know to things that happen to to life events and a strategy to keep that momentum going is perhaps not to focus so much on just the goal so having a goal orientated uh, goal in place, but having a strategy focused thing. So, for example, to say if my goal is to save X number of amount, that is all good and well to set the goal, but then having a system, a strategy in place to achieve that goal, such as, for example, automating that saving. And that could be me setting up a monthly debit order for an investment that I decide to open up so that I know by default when I do get my salary, I've already automated that process. So it's really about having a system in addition to the goal. Because, we you know, as the year goes by, 
you may your energy may be waning off and you may become discouraged. But having a system in place that assists you to actually achieve that goal can quite go a long way in keeping up the momentum when you know financial fatigue may get the better of us. We all want to change our habits, especially when we have bad habits or perhaps we have good habits and we want to make them better. So, you know, from your perspective, uh, Noliola, how do we get to that conversation where we're honest with ourselves? Because I can imagine it's about <laughs> uh, having a conversation with the person in the mirror and a serious conversation. At that. For sure. You took the words right out of my mouth because I was about to say that Habits, of course, require you to be honest with yourself. So because you're unable to change something, if it's a bad habit or improvise on a good habit, if you aren't clear on what it is. And so the first step is to identify what your habits may be. So, for example, in order then to be able to put a measure in place. So, for example, if your your habit, Natasha, you know that you overspend, it may be a good one to put a system in place where you reduce your card limit. Or if you know that you're an impulsive buyer, a friend of mine does this thing where she says, no, you know what, friend, I'll sleep on it. And if tomorrow I still feel the same way, I will then go and get that item. And one which has worked for me personally is unsubscribing from these sale notifications from the online stores. Because what I would find is immediately when there's a sale, I get that pop-up and immediately I'm tempted to go and purchase that item. So habits, as you say, is identify which ones are not good and then put a measure in place to toss those. And of course, if you do have some habits that are good, continue building up on that particular habit. You know, the thing about the, I suppose, the pandemic is that no one saw it coming. So you probably were on a journey where you were fixing your finances. And, you know, the we started hearing rumors about, um, you know, this virus. And, you know, it then had a name by February. And by March, we went into level five lockdown. And you probably didn't even get started. Never mind, try and fix your bad habits. Mm-hmm. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel if you had that situation? Absolutely. So I suppose with the situation that you've drawn is somebody realizing perhaps mid-year in 2020 that, geez, I was not quite prepared for that. And that may speak to an emergency fund. And so it would be that for 2021 to then improvise and not repeat last year's bad habit or an oversight. It's maybe to then have a plan in place that then accommodates for that particular emergency fund that, that you would have to push on with yourself and to be prepared. And another thing is allowing flexibility, Natasha, in terms of our budget. But of course, flexibility does not mean you may be reverting because all of us have a non-negotiable financial goal, such as saving for retirement. But allowing some flexibility in your financial plan that uh, when things are not going your way or an emergency, you're quite comfortable to deter from that to then accommodate for a particular thing. So it all goes down to a plan and also allowing room for for, for some comfortability. Is there a rule of thumb in terms of what, how much one should have um, in a an emergency fund? I mean, how do you decide? Is it mm-hmm. your one year's worth of salary? Is it six months? Is like how do you? What is is there a rule yeah. of thumb? I suppose I don't know. Yeah, sure, uh, that's a good one, and it was a question that was quite frequent last year. So many financial advisors have the opinion that at, at least your emergency fund should be between three to six months worth of, of, of your of your of your salary. And now of course for some people it may be geesh, you know, I don't have that much at all or I'm barely getting by. And so the key really is to start with what you have. Because the sooner at least you start and it's about building habits and it's about sticking to a plan that lasts beyond the New Year's Eve phenomena. So as much as the rule of thumb may be three to six months, but really start 
starting with what you have because at the end of the day, at least you're putting something by being put off by an amount that you may not really have at the moment. Practical things that we can focus uh, on that may not necessarily sound too difficult. I mean, we spoke about one, we touched on it a little bit, um, having an honest conversation with yourself, um, setting goals. Are there other things as well to keep in mind? Starting with the plan, Natasha, to, to always have the plan. And as I've said, in addition to, to, to then having the plan, have the system in place. And also there's no harm in maybe if, if, if the process feels daunting for you, consulting a certified independent financial advisor, somebody that will really look at your financial situation holistically and also hold you accountable as you go through the journey. But the key thing would be being true and honest to self and where possible, where you know that you are saving up money, try and redirect those amounts so that you hopefully have better goals and you achieve those goals towards mm. the end of 2021 relative to what may have happened in 2020. Speaking of redirecting your money, we often have, uh, you know, financial advisors or, you know, various people who say people need to remain calm because it's generally through a storm that, you know, you start to panic as an investor and you start wanting to move your money around because you think nothing is safe anymore. Are there things that, you know, individuals can avoid in terms of, you know, um, financial mistakes? I mean, the one that we often used to talk about over the past couple of years is that when one, you know, changes jobs, you would then draw money from your pension, which we've learned is a bad idea. So Mm -hmm. are there other things that we can avoid, especially when things are starting to become tumultuous in our lives? The key thing, I would like to echo the sentiments of those relative independent financial advisors to say, try and act rationally. As much as money is an emotional thing, and maybe when things are not going too great in the market, you may maybe want to move from particular shares that you have and perhaps putting it in a cash type of account. But really, it's also not to panic and stay committed to your particular goal. And the classic example that you've given is one when we change jobs and we tend to want to withdraw that money as opposed to preserving it. The same goes for when you already are invested and you see that the ship is a bit rocky it's good to consult or use a rational head before you decide whether to jump ship to perhaps what is known as a safer asset. Right. Um, We were talking about relationships and I'm going to put you on the spot here for a little bit. Um, When did your relationship with money change? (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's certainly when I started working, joining my current employer because that's when I got the exposure about finances and now suddenly at home it's this big thing when you suddenly have a paycheck and so that then meant that I had to be quite conscious and deliberate about how and where I direct my funds to. So things like the good old budget that we are told to use in varsity when I started working, that's when, you know, I saw the light and I saw the importance of that. And also, I suppose, being funded by a a study loan and seeing that debt, you know, building up as I'm working. So that for me is where I learned the importance that while when you invest, you actually are earning interest on the money that you put down. So it makes your money grow. But the debt that I had from a student loan, the longer I postponed paying that off, the more it grew. So really, I can say when I started having a paycheck in my name, Natasha. Yeah. 
Um, and also, you know, we have this conversation about people who are starting in the uh, working world, especially if you're starting this year. When do you start considering, you know, saving money for retirement? Because we always say it's never too early to start. Do you start, do you start once you're an intern or, you know, how do you then have that conversation with yourself, especially if you may not necessarily have student loans, but you have um, what some people, and I know they hate this term, called black tax? For sure. Yeah, so the, when it comes to, to retirement, you are right that that's the mentality, right? When you start it, you see that it's something, it's a myth, right? I'm not going to get here. I'm so young. But the, the key thing is to really start as soon as possible because it's almost the inevitable that you, you cannot prevent. And with the stats looking so gloomy that at the moment only 6% of South Africans can afford to retire financially independent. So starting as soon as possible to save for retirement to then avoid what many people with when I have my interactions with some of my mother's friends, you know, who are saying that I've about 10 years left with my current employer and I've realized that I haven't saved enough for retirement. Is there time to catch up? So as much as the elder generation may be concerned that, you know, it's close to retirement, should they double it? But the younger generation is very much important that to do it as soon as possible mm-hmm. because also to gain the magic power compound of compounding. All right, the magic power of compounding. That is uh, Alan Gray's Noliolo Betela talking to us about how you can give your finances a fresh start by addressing your current money challenges. Helping you secure your future was brought to you by Alan Gray. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. 2020 reminded us that life is unpredictable, which is why good financial planning is essential to achieving your future goals and objectives. Ellen Gray's Noliolo Bocella shares the key decisions you can make to help you turn your New Year's resolutions into real, achievable goals. Uh, she also shares practical tools to help you plan your finances for the year ahead. Click on Kayabiz podcast on kayafm.co.za to listen to the conversation brought to you by Ellen Gray, long-term investing. Ellen Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Well, it's uh, come to the end of the show. I've had so much fun talking to you guys about, uh, you know, where rich people are living and, um, why a particular company such as Doc Martens is looking to list on the London Stock Exchange. And uh, we also talked about the millions of pairs of shoes that they sell in over 60 countries. And if there is any part of the show that you do want to go back to and listen, uh, especially to that conversation on uh, refreshing your finances, you can go to kfm.co.za. That's it from me. I'll be back tomorrow. Goodbye.